Okay, here we go. Welcome to my podcast, Camino on a Treadmill. This is my day 29. And I'm following BK Lee, who I'm redoing my own Camino, and I'm following BK Lee, who uh, following the video of his Camino. From my treadmill in Galway, Ireland. Right now he's walking from, he's somewhere between Los Arcos and San Sol. Last time I left you, hey, let's put my speed up here a bit. Let's grab my phone, gotta count those steps. Got a smartwatch, doesn't count that well on the treadmill. You'll be fascinated to know. Uh, what else? Looks lovely. Oh, this was a beautiful day. This is, the, um, we're still on day seven of BK Lee's walk. But I have to say, like the last session I did, my day 28, it was so beautiful. I know most of you are listening as a podcast, and I think this works better as a podcast. But um, if you want to have a peek at YouTube, now day 28 is the one to look at just to see some of that gorgeous sunlight and copper, rusty, coppery, I don't know, grass or grass, dry grass or corn. I'm, I'm not great at that stuff, but you know, fields and uh, dramatic clouds. It's still looking nice, not as dramatic. Um, I know you all want to hear about Julia from Roma. Well, back on my Camino, I would still be work, walking with her right now, with Julia and Ilaria, and a friend whose name escapes me. She was ahead of us. She was the leader of their pack. They were walking at record speed. So, recap. Recap time. I met Julia. Oh, Buen Camino. We just passed a couple. Buen Camino. Um... I met her on the outskirts of Los Arcos. Is it Los or Los? Los Arcos? Los Arcos? I haven't a clue, my friend. Um, And we bonded over a kitten, as you do. Such a nice start to the day. And then I walked with Julia and Ilaria as far as the next town, which I think is San Sol. We'll find out. God, it wasn't even a town. That was it? It was barely... I just remember stopping and getting a cafe con leche. And I still hadn't figured out... I mean, I had so little Spanish. I still do. After the Camino, all I have is... Zumo de naranja, por favor. Cerveza, por favor, which I had before. Servicio, uh, por favor. Cerveza and Servicio, if I'm pronouncing them right, are an important combination. Beer and toilet. Um, One might argue that's all you need. Okay, like Cerveza, Servicio, La Cuenta, am I right? The bill? um, Yeah. Isn't in Italian, is it? La Quinta? Anyway. Cerveza, Servicio, La Cuenta, and what's the other important one? Um, tortilla, pincho tortilla, pincho tortilla, por favor. A slice of tortilla, which is Spanish omelet. I I have to admit, by the end of the Camino, 
I'd seen enough Spanish omelets. You know, I, I needed a break from them. Recently, I got into making them again. And yes, thank you for asking. Thank you. I am going to tell you how the proper way to make a Spanish omelet. I thought you'd never ask. Uh, well, there's lots of ways, but no, the gist of it is, and some might, answers on a postcard, please. Some might uh, disagree with me. We had a lot of feedback, by the way, to my um, section on should you marry a woman if she has a sexy and or posh slash fancy accent. A lot of feedback. 66% of you say absolutely. Uh, you should. And uh, let me see, where are my numbers? 18% say no. And then the remainder say they're not sure. So I think that's a, I think our poll shows that's a win for yes. If you meet someone with a sexy slash posh accent, absolutely, go ahead, marry them. You'll never get sick of it. Like I told you about the English woman I went on a date with. I'd phone her and she would say, oh, oh, hello. I was telling my friend about this the other day, about that this one of my podcast episodes was about that. I was doing the voice to him. Oh, hello, hello. And he was, oh, yeah. He's Irish, spent some time in London. He got it. He knew what I was talking about. And we both agreed as well. Kind of cockney barmaids who wink at you and smile as they serve you a pint. We're both, uh, both admirers of the above. So, and... Uh, I presume lots of women would go for the British male equivalent with the RP, received pronunciation. Depends. Can be carried too far, I guess, but oh, oh, hello, hello. I think, see, you, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, he'd, be mar he'd marry someone who talks like that. Then you'll get sick of each other. And then you'd be sick of that accent. Right? Some of you were saying that in the comments. Hey, I can't get through all the comments. There's like millions of them, but I do my best. And as regards the mail, I had to change my address. I mean, the post office were angry with me about the whole situation. And my house was just getting flooded with mail. I couldn't keep up. So postcards in future or uh, letters to... Camino on a Treadmill, P.O. Box 1834, Galway, Ireland. Thank you. And uh, I, I honestly, my producer was saying just I should say we prefer digital correspondence if possible. Much as we appreciate the mail. No, I'm going to override my producer. No, we love the mail. I love those um, big... <laughs> cards you send me and uh, my from my many fans with lots of lovely notes I don't have time to read them all out or maybe someday I'll read them it's hard to 
Reed was walking here. Although, you'd be glad to know, I did have an idea for some of my episodes. I wrote these um, sort of short stories when I spent some time in Vancouver, British Columbia. Here comes a car. Buen Camino. When I spent some time in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada, not to be confused with Vancouver, Washington State, in America, not that far away, a couple of hundred miles, I think. Um, like everyone, they say Vancouver, they think you mean Canada. But then I was on the Camino. I met a couple from Van Vancouver, Washington State. Just as well, I asked them. I said, is that Vancouver, BC, or Washington State? I, was, I showed some due respect. But Vancouver, Canada, I passed by Vancouver, uh, Washington. I drove by and I gather, like on a, you know, a highway. What's that highway? It's, it's the interstate, isn't it? Goes the Pacific Coast Highway. Was that the one? Must have been. I don't think you see the Pacific the whole way up, though. Um, Interstate 5, I'm going to say. Or no, I think it's 95. Something like that. And then you go to Canada. I'm going to say it becomes 110. I'm sure I'm totally wrong. I'm just trying to sound knowledgeable. That's real guy talk, isn't it? Hey, yeah, what's the... What's the name of the road? What's the number on it, dude? A lot of guys would respect that if I actually got the numbers right. They, hey, this guy knows his stuff. Um, yeah. So, multiple tangents today. As I've been told you like those. So anyway, uh, should you marry her, him or her, if they have a posh accent? The resounding, uh, the resounding success for the yes vote on that one, which surprised me. I. I didn't expect it to be as high as 66%. So good to know. So you have my blessing. Okay. Now, Julia from Roma. No, I'm, I'm spreading that story out over num a number of episodes. Somewhere when we come to the town here on our left, it was on the outskirts. I feel it was just a village and I stopped and she was going on one of her friends was pushing to go on she kind of was oh oh James don't go I don't know I got a sense afterwards she actually was sorry to see me stop but I was just like early morning need my coffee fix all I had to do was because I said hey we'll meet in Logronia Logronia whatever you pronounce it I just thought, I was used to kind of bumping into people at the end, you know, when you arrive. But of course, I didn't take into account that Logronia is quite big. So I'm not going to say what happened after that. Um, but I stopped in this place for coffee. And I remember, I learned since, like to say, if I wanted more hot milk in my cafe con leche, and think what I say is mass leche. But at the t is that right, Maslache? But at the time, this was early in my Camino, remember? Like, BK is on his day seven. It was probably my day seven as well, or thereabouts. Um, 
yeah, I didn't have the best Spanish. So whatever way I asked, how could I have asked it wrong? But he added cold milk. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good to uh, café con leche. So, because whatever I was saying, I can't remember, was it the gender of the, the adjective? Okay, uh, fascinating, eh? Anyway, I ended up drinking café con leche that was kind of cold. Oh, we're going off the beaten road. Repeat, off the beaten road, off the beaten track. I presume there was an arrow, I was looking away. This little village up ahead must be the place where I got the cold café con leche. And I let Julie go ahead. And I said, I said, I'll oh, see you in the afterlife. I made a silly joke. Oh, it all seems so, so, um, what's the word now? Poignant now. Yes, poignant, poig poignant, poignant. Suddenly I don't know how to say the word poignant, poignant, I think. So yeah, here comes the town. Here comes the wagon. That was a TV show we had as kids in Ireland. Wanderly Wagon. Here comes the wagon. Put my speed up. Wanderly, wanderly wagon. The most unusual wagon you've ever seen. I remember watching that on TV. I mean, we had a black and white TV, for God's sake. And, uh... I remember thinking it was live. I didn't even have the word live, but I thought it was happening right now. And my father explaining it was recorded. That was the first moment I understood the idea of TV shows being recorded. And then I ended up working in TV. Why? Oh my God, the cornfields are nice and bright again. Bit of a Van Gogh vibe. You know that one painting of his? Are they corn or dried yellow grass? I think they're corn, maize, I don't know. I haven't a clue, but it's beautiful. <sighs> nice blue sky with also dark, ominous clouds. Though it's quite beautiful now, but yesterday was even more beautiful. It has to be said. So, uh, have some water here. And, uh, where were we? So, uh, what else was I going to discuss? Well, brought my cat to the vet yesterday. I have two cats, as you know by now. It used to be three. I always have to, I feel bad if I don't mention Billy. He's He's gone to the great um, cat yard in the sky, or I can't think of a suitable metaphor right now. Um, oh, yeah. So, I, anyway, I have Bobby and Bessie. Bessie after Bessie Smith, singer. Bobby after Bob Hope. Well, Bessie was sort of, I used to say Bess, Bessie Burgess from Plowing the Stars, but then I decided no. It was Betty, but wasn't crazy on that. Reminded me of, what's that character, Frank? Oh God, Spencer. 
Oh, that's when I was a kid on English TV. Oh, Betty. No, Bessie after Bessie Smith. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. Um, let's go a little faster now. Bobby after Bob Hope. So, anywho, where were we? So this, I would still be walking with Julia now from Roma. I'd say she was a good bit younger than me. I mean, I was in my mid, late forties then. So she was, oh God, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking romantically. It's just, I created a story in my head when she went on and then I could see she kind of wanted to stay. I should have just said, hey, swap numbers, but I was just really relaxed, you know, hey, uh, see you in the afterlife. Uh -huh. Not even that funny, I mean, really. Don't give up the day job, James, if that's the best you got. So, uh, the place I stopped for coffee was on the left. So he cut through a pathway, but he's back on the same road, doesn't he? It definitely, I definitely didn't stop on the right. BK is going into the right, though. Hold the front page. BK goes to right. Okay, and it dissolved. He obviously had something to eat, or dare I say, relieved himself in the uh, servicio, the gentleman's room, powdered his nose. Sansol, oh, so this is Sansol. Okay, Sansol to Viana. This must be where I stopped. This was where I let Julia go ahead. So poignant. Um, no, there was a place on the left, though, I went. Oh, so, anyway. Um, do, do, do. Brought my cat to the vet. Little Bessie, she had, um, so she's a black and white cat. And um, this, the black and white thing is important. So is Bobby and so was Billy. So, uh, she developed a thing on her ear, kind of growth on the outside of her ear and her left ear. So I, I'd heard something, oh, bring Camino, woman and a dog. Just passed us. Thought you'd like to know. Um, Pharmacia, Pharmacia, a sign. Always good to know. He gets you stuck up on pseudocreme, uh, zinc ointment, and Vaseline, petroleum jelly. They're both very important on the Camino, as anyone who's done it would testify. I wish. I wish he would walk on the left. He's walking on the right. Because I think the place I stopped off on, we could, oh, here's a sign for San Sol. That's where we are. The place I stopped, we could have passed it already on the left. So we'll never know. Um, is that another walker ahead of him? Is it a pilgrim? I don't know. Oh, it's a lovely day there though. I mean, it's nighttime here, by the way, in Ireland, in Galway. It's um, just turned 10 p.m. I'll be doing this, having a shower, going to bed. God willing, get up, do it first thing in the morning. I really find, there's no doubt about it. I wake up at seven, and if I can try and do it just before eight, it's great. And if I don't, and sometimes I just want the extra rest, just, you know, lays in bed listening to the news, 
listening to all the COVID numbers. What some people call fake news. Sure. Yeah, stuff you're reading on the dodgy websites, that's totally true, of course. Of course it is. Anyway, let's not go there, eh? Um, they're putting microchips in the vaccines and all that. <laughs> anyway, whatever floats your boat, of course it makes total sense. Anyway, more water, more water. So, here's where I left you live behind. Had my cold cafe con leche, and then I went onwards. She had spent time in Galway. We bonded over a kitten. That's about it. That's about the height of it. So, better than nothing. Anyone who likes cats, I like them. Kind of my rule. I don't mind. I know people who hate cats. I, I can cope with that. Could I live with someone who hates cats? Well, could they live with me? That's the real question. Hey, maybe this is where we, where I stopped. No, there's a house, red house up ahead of me to the, on the left. He's crossed the road now. But no, it's just a house, isn't it? Now, if there's a sort of cafe around to the, on the right side of the house, that's the place. No, it's not. It's, we'll see. So we can see more of the town now. We're kind of coming over. Little hill is revealing itself on the, in the distance on the horizon. Oh, we're going to the left of this house. Yeah, I'd say I already had my coffee. Although, how many kilometers? No, I've walked, sorry, six and a half kilometers now from, um, well, he, I'm, well, I'm roughly the speed I'm doing matches. PK speed, I think. When can we know? So I think maybe where I stopped for coffee was later. I'd like to think I walked at least 10K. Oh, who knows? On this day, I also met a woman called Paige from Seattle. Hi, Paige. That was later. Bumped into Mark. Uh, Oh, later this day as well. That's right. That's right, Mark from New Zealand. Uh, I'm not doing surnames. Don't know most of people's surnames anyway. People from my parents' generation were more hung up on surnames. Um, just got a message on my phone, I meant to mute it. Um, my generation, not so much. My friend Kieran, my colleague, sent me a reply on WhatsApp. Oh, wow. I sent him two pictures from the uh, our work Christmas party. Not last Christmas, because that was cancelled because of COVID. Christmas before. He goes, oh, wow, we're looking dapper. You know what we were? I sent around an email saying, come on, guys, make an effort, wear a suit. Not everyone complied, but a certain coterie, is that how you pronounce it, coterie? Certain, um, what's the other word? I don't know. 
group of young men. <laughs> like the way I snuck the word young in there, but you weren't listening. Um, group of young, handsome men wore suits. And we looked, we looked like a million dollars. What sort of accent was that? I, I don't know. We look good, my friend. Yeah, I think I did stop walking with Julie here. I think I just walked with her and her friend on the main road, then stopped for a coffee. And then, to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, I'm getting hot now. I think I'm gonna have to uh, strip down, steady. All the women are thinking, oh, I wish he was doing this on camera, right? Yeah, well, not gonna happen. I'm thinking of doing some of these live on Clubhouse, and I'm thinking of doing it at like eight, no, no, lunchtime here in Ireland which would be 8 a.m. in uh, East Coast of America. Buen Camino. You gotta, you gotta love my ambition and my slash, ambition slash delusion. I read somewhere today that Clubhouse is full of hoaxer, you know, Influencer slash wellness coaches. When Camino, we're going under a tunnel. We're, we're people going under a tunnel. We're coming out the other side. We got through it. We got through it. Okay. So, um, what was I saying? Whatever was I saying? Oh my God, it's gone. Oh, Clubhouse, um, full of. Snake oil merchants, wellness coaches, hoaxers. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I could uh, carve out something there. Little niche for myself. Then I just have to figure out a way to monetize it and to, what's the words they use? Monetize it and leverage. Don't they like that or is that gone, that word? I gotta monetize it and leverage my eyeballs. They don't talk about eyeballs anymore, do they? In the early days of the internet, that was the thing, eyeballs. I got damn all eyeballs right now. I mean, eyeballs is viewers, right? But, but I'm wondering, oh yeah, I've got listeners and viewers. Well, if I was counting eyeballs, I'd definitely count two per person, which is accurate. So if I had 100 viewers, that'd be 200 eyeballs. Uh, Okay, when the numbers get big, you'd have to allow for people who've lost an eye in an accident. Or blind people. Then for the listeners, I count... Well, I was going to say earballs. Um, oh, hold on, is this the cafe I went to? Hmm. The intrigue is unbearable. No, it's not. Um, so we're coming into a town, I think it's... Sense. Are we still in San Sol? I don't know. Oh, it's nice going up a hill. So quiet. This is the thing. All these places are so quiet. Like, but there's buildings and they look like they. A hostel rural San Andres. Andres. 
Posta, that's like a kind of three-star hotel. I think I stayed in a few of those along the way. Um, but the places look like, this place looks kind of affluent, but or, you know, once affluent at least, but quiet. I can hear noise, sound of people. Korean, speaking Korean? Or speaking something. Another dissolve uh, camera edit. And we are now still walking. Okay. I'm walking here. I gotta stop saying that. I'm walking here. I can't even do it. I can't even do a New York accent. Oh, sorry, my uh, talent scouts are listening. Of course I can. New York, New York. <laughs> Needs a bit of work, but hey. Trust me, give me the job, I'll, I'll come through. I always do. Um, I'm just nervous now, I'm just nervous. I remember I was in a line in an AT&T store in Newburgh, Newburgh, New York. And uh, it was ridiculous. It was just, oh, look at this beautiful church. Oh my God, VK won't go in. Are you a pagan or what? He won't go in. He won't go in. He's a heathen. I remember when I was pumping petrol or pumping gas, you guys say in New York, for a living. Traveller pulled up, Irish travelling, traveller they call him. I said, do, can you, I guess I gave him some petrol, but he said, do you know where the what time mass is on it locally? I said, I didn't know. He goes, what are you, a pagan or what? And he zoomed off. He wasn't impressed. He'd be happy if he saw me on the Camino, though. Now, albergue, that's hostel. Yeah, I was trying to remember that word, albergue. That's what they call the hostels. Uh, I had some other word in my head. Oh, yeah, refugio as well, they say. Something like that. Apologies for my Spanish pronunciation. But I mean, well, someone is talking and laughing with BK. See, is he walking with people the whole time? I don't know. They're laughing and saying, BK, you're so silly the way you walk. That's what they're saying, right? And my Korean isn't perfect, but I picked that up. So, uh, okay, anyone is. Walking along, hope you're doing well. Wow, this place, you gotta see it. It's just beautiful and empty. Just these lovely oldish buildings made in kind of brick that's kind of clay colored. It's hard to describe. And uh, nobody's there, uh, out, but it looks well kept. I mean, I guess, no, it's not that early in the morning. I'm not translating anymore, sorry, no. If, go learn Korean yourselves if you want to figure it out. I'm, I'm on a spiritual journey here, I'm not working as a translator. Okay. The union won't let me. The uh, union of spiritual influencers, of which I am a member. Well, it's just, it clashes with the union of the translators union, do you know what I mean? Lovely day here in Spain. 
and it's night time in Ireland. So I told you, what, did I finish the story about my cat? Probably not. Bessie, Bessie Smith. So the vet says, I told him she's got a growth in her ear. He said, has she one black ear and one white ear? I said, yes. I'd heard something about this before. He said, is the growth on her white ear? I said, yes. He said, well, I don't even need to see it. I know it uh, needs to be removed. So brought her in. Oh, I love the way I say I brought her in as if that was easy. Has anyone ever tried to put a cat in a cage, in a carrier, an, an unsedated cat? And where you think the door of the carrier is, it always seems like it's ready to go. And as soon as the cat gets in, the door comes off. And, Oh my God, it was, I mean, I remember getting my cat Bobby in about a year ago to get his, more, pre-COVID, to get his teeth done. He was in a bad way, his gums are inflamed. Anyway, I'm, I'm not translating the Korean, sorry. You're gonna have to, you're on your own. I'm walking and talking here. Okay, so, um, where was I? So, getting Bessie in, oh my God. Anytime I know I have to put a cat in a carrier the next morning, it's on my mind the night before. I don't sleep well. And then in the morning, I was up early. That was yesterday, yeah, I skipped my podcast because I was tired and I was just trying to listen to the news, reading papers, trying to um, reading papers on my phone that is trying to avoid the moment when I would put Bessie in the carrier. So then, and, and she was so happy, she's got so tame over the years. And she was kind of semi-feral, well, just more scared than scary, if you know what I mean. And she still has that, but she's got so trusting over the years, especially the last year. She's a little thing, she's not much more than 1.5 kilos, I think. And but she was there, sitting at the end of my bed yesterday morning, content, feeling safe. I'd left the carrier up the night before. So then I grab her to shove her in, and oh, immediately she just reacts. And I didn't get her in right, and next thing she's lashing out. And the strength, like Bobby nearly, you know, 5.9 kilos, the strength of him is unbelievable. But Bessie... You forget how strong they are when they're just being all nice and cuddly. But the strength in their back legs, especially, and in their whole body, and what they do is, what she was doing, she'd arch her back, she'd coil up her body and just, I guess it's almost like, is that like kinetic energy, you know? she coil up her body and just, this all happened. The, getting her into the box took, up to a big cemetery on the left here, I think. They have these cemeteries outside the towns and people are buried often in vaults. And I think some of them are owned by families, they're private or something, the big ones. Um, I think that's what it is. Um, she, it took somewhere between, I was gonna say 30 seconds in a minute, but no, I think it must have been at least a minute. It felt like forever. I grabbed her, trying to shove her into the box, the lid was coming off. And then I was, oh, the whole cage door came off and I was trying to push it on the wrong way and her 
head was sticking up, but she also, even before I got her in, she nearly got loose a couple of times. I grabbed her back leg and pulled her back. One time I even slapped her, I'll confess, like anything to do to get her into that cage. I had to. It was a battle. I had to get her in because if she had got out and my, I didn't close the door in my bedroom, which was stupid. But even if I did, once she gets under the bed, no, it's just hard work. And, but if she got out of the room, she'd be straight down and out the cap flap, pet flap. I didn't prepare her right. I know I've read since you should use a towel or something. Oh, she's hard. She's so, even when she's really relaxed, she's just always slightly on edge, ready for anyone, anyone or anything to pounce, including me. I'm the only thing in the house that can pounce, other than Bobby, the other cat, that, who does pounce, but that's kind of play fighting. And uh, funnily enough, what was Bobby doing while, whilst all this was unfolding? He came out, he was in my office, I think, but he came out and he just came into the bedroom and watched, sat there and just watched as this was unfolding, not a bother on him, like he didn't care. And Bessie, she bit me more than once and she clawed me loads of times. Uh, my left hand was kind of ruined, my right hand not too bad. I mean, she drew blood. Uh, the vet put some antiseptic stuff on my hand when I got there. It wasn't, uh, don't want to overestimate. I don't want to sound kind of weak anyway. Oh, there's no problem. It's yeah, just a wound, you know, no big deal. But, uh, no, what I hated most about it was just doing that to her. You'd love to be able to explain to them we're doing this to help you, you know? Because... Anyway, if that didn't get sorted, she would be dead within, I imagine, a year or less, because it would spread quickly and go into her brain or whatever. Um, so he sorted it out and removed, basically. Yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail, but basically it won't. She's kind of pretty safe from that happening again now. Just that the top of her ear is removed. It's, it's actually not even that grisly. Trust me, I'm not, I'm squeamish, but of all the things to get removed, it's not too bad. I thought when she, I brought her back to the house, she was staggering around half drunk, you know, from anesthetic and she dosed up as well on painkillers and antibiotics. But I put her briefly in my walk-in hot press, which is like an airing cupboard, you know, but it's in a room. I'm not saying walk-in to make it sound... Yeah, I'm just humble-bragging. Yeah, I got a walk-in hot press. But no, it's... Um, just to let you know, it was a room I put her in, but... With the heat off, so it wouldn't get too hot, but... Um, then it was like, well, I better open the door or a crack. I kind of wedged it open a bit. And she was sticking out, and she had her paw coming out, trying to get out. And then Bobby comes down, he's looking at her, and then Bobby starts with his paw, trying to open it from the outside. And I'm just thinking, was Bobby trying to get in just because he's curious, or was he trying to let Bessie out? I like to think he was trying to let Bessie out, because that's a nicer story. Like they say at the end of The Life of Pi, at least in the film, you know, it's a better story. So I'm, I'm all for the better stories. And, oh, I just overtook. Okay. 
gonna have to take off my top here. Steady, steady. Oops. Hit the mic again. Oh, boy. Oh my god, I paused it again. Every time I touch the headphones, I pause it. Okay. It happens every time. I take off the headphones and I pause the video. It's not good enough, it's unprofessional. Um, my producer is always giving out to me about it, always complaining. There's a big bales of hay on the right. Huge, much bigger than the, well, in my day, when we baled hay, the bales were smaller. Nowadays, it's all silage done in rolls, covered rolls in Ireland. I heard that song on the radio the other day, Irish group Saw Doctors, Hay Rap. I wasn't a huge fan of them when I was younger, but I sort of enjoy them now. I, what I liked about it, it was all about baling hay, and it just had all these West of Ireland expressions. Will Galway bait me all? Not if they have. You see, I can't even remember now the rest of it. Bail him, bail him, and daddy can I go on top? That was the whole thing. I used to help my neighbours bail hay, and the whole thing was about stack them high, sit on top. You'd try, you'd all often stack too high and sit on top. And if they, oh, usually they didn't fall, but if they did, that was part of the adventure. But, um,. But the God, they got some great power chords going on there in that song. Like it's kind of power chords and some diddly idly stuff. Great mixture. As Ronan Collins, who played it on the radio, said, uh, so anything but subtle, which is its charm, you know. So if Ollie Jennings is listening, manager of the Saw Doctors, I enjoyed that moment. But of course, he's just heard me confess I wasn't hugely into them in my 20s. I was too cool and ironic then, okay? What can I say? Cool and ironic. Now I'm, <laughs> I was gonna say just ironic. Uh, am I even that? I don't know what I am. I'm happy, that's what I am, I'm happy. Yes, indeed. Now, I just put the fan on, it's making some noise. After stripping off. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I'm sweating now. I look like a, I don't know, Greek Adonis. Or something, some such thing. I'm looking at myself with the reflection in the frame of the glass of the painting to my right, Matisse. And I'm going, he's a bit of all right. He's a bit of all right, isn't he? Are these vineyards coming up? Let's find out. We've gone down the hill now. This lovely rolling landscape. Of course, if we're coming, walking towards Logroño, we're going to be, we're coming into the Rioja district, Rioja wine, which I kind of thought was red wine. <laughs> oh God, how naive I was. Yeah. So they had a wine festival. When I arrived there, it was all kind of chaotic. But of course, the peregrinos, the pilgrims, we had to kind of... I think I was in a hostel with a curfew, but either way, I couldn't be up all night drinking wine now, could I? The streets were trashed the next day, but I don't know. It still seemed more civilized than 
St. Patrick's Day here, but maybe that's just rose-tinted glasses, I don't know. So, just checking everything's still recording. And uh, PK is take, stopping. I don't, yeah, oh, I was gonna stop too, but the video has cut and we're moving again. No rest for the wicked, as they say. Uh, 4.6, I'm going to 4.5. Okay. I guess, I guess I could always look at my notes. Uh, oops, mic there. Have a look. Okay. So stay. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these. No, it's vision quest. That's like a kind of shamanic vision quest thing I did. May have mentioned a bit about it. Didn't involve ayahuasca, although I've been known to partake of the sacred vine. Uh, Glow TV series. Got to talk about that someday. That's great. Wings of Desire. Oh my God. You know, yesterday, I'll talk a little bit about that. I still have a note about Giulia from Roma. And then I have Bale Rap, I've done that. 1066 was the worst, that's a joke. Will I do that? No, I'll do Wings of Desire. Uh, well, I'll tell the joke, it's not. I made a note of it, it's just, you know, like, when celebrities died, there was a year there was it 2016 or something? I don't know, Prince died, Bowie died. There was a couple of years where people were saying, oh, all the celebrities are dying. And they were like, oh, 2016 was the worst. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, loads of dudes died. And I know you might have been a fan of these people, but really, they're more important than, I don't know, all the just normal people who died. It's crazy, it's ridiculous. That's celebrity culture for you. As I said before though, the way David Bowie handled his death was pretty amazing. He actually didn't make a deal out of it at all. Dropped his last album and died the next day, pretty much. Wow. Uh, and no fanfare with the funeral or anything. Gotta respect that. So, it was all about the art in the end, not about him. Um, that's my, what I took from it anyway. So, uh, oh yeah, but I was just thinking, and now people are saying, oh, 2020 was the worst because of COVID, obviously. That's a slightly better point than, oh, a few celebrities died, in fairness, you know? And COVID, whether you're an anti-vaxxer or, or a relatively sane, a person who can kind of judge things sanely without, you know, hopping on board all, every conspiracy theory going. Either way, it's kind of bad for everybody, whether you believe it or not. So BK has stopped. I was about to stop myself, but as usual, he continued. When we come into Logroño, which won't be today, but it will be kind of, I'm not going to say slums, I just said it, but just, yeah, you can see kind of Quite a bit of poverty in the way in, but a lot of life as well. And uh, that's not today though. But, oh yeah, I'm just saying, you know, 
where people are always saying that, like the Middle Ages. Don't ask me when they were, a good while ago, a few centuries ago. You know, I reckon they were worse than 2020. It's all a matter of perspective. I wonder were people saying that at the time. See, I was going to research what year the Middle Ages were, what century, so I could sound knowledgeable. But of course I didn't. But I just wrote down as a note, 1066 was the words, like the Battle of Hastings, which all I know about is, I presume it was in Hastings. And then the Battle of Waterloo was in Waterloo. That's kind of as far as I go. But somehow I know that the Battle of Hastings was in 1066. There was a book called 1066 and all that, which my dad had, I never read it. I'm just saying there was a book. So you know that I am aware of books. Did I tell you I read Ulysses? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. So there. Um, so yeah, back in 1066, I guess the people, you know, lots of people died in the Battle of Hastings. Were all the people in Hastings or other, the other crowd who were fighting them, were they the French? I don't even know. Or was it Roundheads, Puritans? I haven't a clue. I did read about it once, I think. Anyway. Were they all going, oh, 1066 was the worst. Like in 1067, was that kind of what they were saying? Oh, might as well write off 1066. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just, it, uh, honestly, and I guess social media doesn't help, but people are kind of um, talking themselves into having a worse time. And my friend Dara in Paris was talking about that. People, you know, writing on Facebook, oh, just what, counting the days until the next announcement, what's gonna happen, and, and I don't know. I think you can talk yourself into being a lot more miserable than you are. And God, the Irish, we're good at complaining, but I'm sure we're not the only ones. <clears throat> but I actually think kids largely get on with it. You look at, um, you know, during the Blitz in London, John Borman, the filmmaker with whom I worked before, uh, prodigious filmmaker. He's, he's my father's age now. He's just he's brought out a book of poetry recently, a memoir, some other nature book, I think, in the last couple of years. And uh, he's amazing. But he um, made a film, I, one of my favorite of his, Hope and Glory, about his childhood in London. I worked on the sequel to it with him, um, Queen and Country, which was, well, sequels so set later, but Hope and Glory, based on his childhood and the Blitz in London, just showing how kids, for them, a lot of it was a big adventure. So, and I do think kids learn to complain from adults often. I don't have kids. Um, so, of course, uh, out of my millions of listeners, I'm sure uh, tens of thousands of you will say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I'll say, okay, I, I agree. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was clear from the start. I mean, I really should have a disclaimer. I talked to my friend Vanessa. She's Mexican. She lives in Barcelona. But my podcast, she listened to a bit. She said, oh, yeah, I should have an intro. 
So I might record one of those intros. I really was just not doing this as a commercial venture. But I could add the intro on my podcast host and it will automatically be added. So I might do that just to set the tone. Say, hey, here's the deal. Capiche? Um, we're on a narrow lane now. It's definitely going by the side of the motorway. Buen Camino. I was going to say definitely getting closer to the city, to Logronia, but actually it's like um, more than three hours walking away, right? 5.31, yeah, like three and a half hours away or something. So, scrap that thought. Um, so, I've got seven minutes to go here and yeah, I'm running out of uh, steam. Um, what can I talk about? What was it? Wings of Desire. Yeah, so I'm just saying 2020 was a drag. I, I don't buy that. Just get over yourselves. Nobody cares. You know, the people in the really poor countries, this, what we, by we, I mean in the developed world, what we're going through with COVID is nothing. There was an article in the New York Times that you shouldn't compare it and you should, you should grieve the small things. I'm not all about suck it up, but damn it, a little bit of suck it up. I mean, really. Because once, I don't know, people, you read those articles. She was quoting some expert. I didn't read the whole thing, but I think you start convincing yourself, like, oh yeah, I should grieve this and that. And now, the big losses, like people not getting to say goodbye to their loved ones, all that stuff, that's horrible. Grandparents not hugging their grandchildren. That's pretty horrible, I'm not denying that, but it's a lot of everyday stuff people complain about. You really need to put it into perspective. We are so spoiled in the developed world. Oh God, I'm getting preachy. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Depends, right? I can't decide if that's really awesome or really sad. That was a line from uh, that Netflix series, Love. There's a character in it, the um, friend of Charlie's. He was, was he Korean, Vietnamese? Well, he's American anyway, Asian American. He uh, worked with her in the radio station. He goes, uh, hey, I, I just figured out, I slept with 32 people in my life, but none of them more than once. And I'm trying to decide, is that really sad or really awesome? It was a funny line, but I don't know. I think certainly at the age I'm at now, I'd say it's definitely more sad than awesome. In my 20s, I would have thought it was awesome. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? So, yeah, just walking along a narrow path, kind of going downhill, trees to our left and right, not as visually it's still nice but just not, not, not like the other day that was stunning the other day was Van Gogh this is more closed in kind of it's fine though so I only have how many more minutes to go about five minutes to go from now yeah okay I can do that and of course I have to pause the video in the middle yet again every time I touch my headphones it goes pear-shaped 
So, anyway, oh, we're going uphill now, actually. What's at the top here? What's at the top? We're coming up to a motorway or uh, some sort of road thoroughfare, are we? To the right, yeah. Okay. Buen Camino. And onwards, you gotta admire BK, he just keeps going. I think I had a swear word in the previous app and I was looking for it to beep it out. I still haven't found it because I've marked these as non-explicit and uh, want to be true to that. So, so are these vineyards to the left? Or, well, I don't know what they are. They're not vines, are they? Um, yeah, when I get near the end, I just start giving up. I, I, I stopped making up things to say. I was going, oh yeah, I was going to talk about Wings of Desire. Possibly my all-time favorite film. I, I think I talked about it a bit before, but, but an angel falls in love with a woman in Berlin just before the wall came down and becomes mortal through falling in love with her. That's the most romantic. Give me that any day over Hollywood romance. Becomes mortal to be with her, out of love. That's beautiful. It's probably straight out of a myth, is it? Oh God, what's the one? Orpheus, Eurydice, oh my God. I saw, I was at the opera of it. And uh, the opera, what's confusing those, Eurydice is a man, no a woman, Right, isn't it? No, a woman. Orpheus is a man. But Orpheus was played by a woman, and the one I saw with the Spanish libretto, but also the... Uh, I've heard, you know, there's an Italian libretto, no, a French libretto of it, and that beautiful song, J'ai perdu mon Eurydice, but that's also sung by a woman. I was gonna say Maria Callas, did a version, but I'm not sure actually. Casta Diva was one of her favorites, favorite um, uh, arias, nearly forgot the word. But, oh. oh my God, you'll never listen to me after this. Just look it up though. I lost my Eurodice. It's so beautiful and so melancholy, which reminds me of Chopin. They were playing one of his nocturnes on the radio the other day and just talking about that. Well, I always associate him with melancholy, but it was, they said a sort of spectral melancholy or something, which nailed it. I love Chopin. Probably, I'm not an expert in classical music. I probably prefer him to Mozart. I actually was talking to a classical musician. She plays or played cello or something. But she said um, she wasn't a huge Mozart fan. But I do like, um, oh, his concerto is a 21 C major, the um, second movement. Everybody knows it as the Elvira Madigan um, suite or something. That's lovely. But Chopin, I, I just dig the melancholy. So we're coming into woods, speaking of melancholy. 
Be careful holding a hat or something in front of the camera. That's clear now. Walking through woods behind two um, pil pilgrims, peregrinos, and I've got just 20, uh, 35 seconds to go. Great. Passing by people here, sitting down, resting. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Oh, yes, I remember this. All these stone structures to the right. They're like mini mm, statues made with stones on top of each other. Stone on top of stone on top of stone. Yeah, it's kind of famous. And then all these sort of prayer ties attached to a tree. Yeah. I like all those things. But I also kind of just... For me, it's more about the walking through this and walking through the places that aren't so nice, you know, as well. But no, I like those things too. Okay, I've hit two hours. I'm going to stop. So, uh, that's me done for today. Uh, Buen Camino. God bless and talk to you tomorrow.